What's up, bench warmers? Welcome into episode 105 of the Far End of the Bench podcast with Jimmy Pilato and Nico Bryant. We got tons of stuff to get into. Uh, we talk a little bit about Ben Simmons and the 76ers finally putting their issues to rest. Some uh, Christmas Day basketball that was announced. We got a lot of Christmas Day events coming up. Uh, a little unfortunate that we had to mention some of the things that happened around the NFL outside of um, the actual field, but the preseason has begun. So Nico was at the Bronco game live. So we'll see what he had to, to say about his experience there. All of that and more coming up. As a reminder, we are a member of the Variety Sports Network. So if you're not following them, please do so at Variety underscore sports underscore. Their link tree in all of their social medias has the links to all of the affiliations. But real quickly, uh, Row One brand, Triple A's Treats, In the Clutch uh, Sports, and then also the Birch Store all within that variety sports link. So be sure to check that out. If you follow us at FEOTB pod, the direct link to the merch store is in our bio. So that's in our Instagram and our Twitter. Uh, be sure to follow us on your favorite podcasting platform that you're listening to as well. Uh, if you're listening on the variety sports network feed, be sure to leave us a follow wherever you're listening and a five-star rating as well. And then if you need to check out the variety sports network, because all of those shows come through the one same feed. So it's really convenient. Um, you Always have new podcasts to listen to, so I highly recommend following Variety Sports Network on whatever app you prefer to listen to. So uh, I think we're ready to get. Uh, no, get, Jimmy, Jimmy, uh, stop, oh. stop! No, no, no! Do I need to raise okay, my hand? Okay, here we go. Clap once you can hear me. Do, do you? Do, do I, I have to go, Mister? Do, do I have Pilato, to go, Mister? Pilato, can, on you? I haven't talked all day. Can I just ramble on about something, Mister? Pilato, excuse me, Mister? Pilato. All right, let's let's go ahead and let's get things going. If you don't stay down and you never quit, come on over here and sit. Far end of the bench. All right. I'm telling you, like being in a classroom every single day, uh, this is a great break because I actually get to talk to somebody that's my own age. Uh, I talk to the teachers in our off periods, but the, the only thing that I did not actually think about before making this switch is the fact that now I spend like 80% of my day talking to people that are under uh, the age of, of 15. They yeah. should go a little bit crazy. Doesn't it jump all? Yeah. It's uh, I, uh, I, I don't do, I basically don't talk to anyone all day. So um, besides texting, <laughs> so this is nice for me too. So yeah. Uh, uh, no, I, I feel so bad for all of our teachers. I just want to say that. Like, I, I get it. We were awful. Uh, no, my kids are my kids are great, and that's been a fun time. Uh, this is episode 105 of the Far to the Bench podcast. You guys heard that little podcast uh, intro. If you like that music, check out Warren Garrett, warrengarrettmusic.com. Uh, you can also follow us at FEOTV Pod. Uh, we are presented by the Variety Sports Network. We have uh, great affiliates and partners with them as well. If you check out Row One Brand at Cool Stub on Instagram, I finally have it right. You can get 15% off anything in the art gallery. So that's Row One Brand, uh, an awesome affiliate of the Variety Sports Network. So uh, other than, you know, the fact that now we we were complaining about how it's so hot uh, last week, Nick, and it's raining, it's a torrential downpour. Yeah, storm of biblical proportions uh, currently. Uh, other than all of that stuff, did you bet on some preseason football? Jimmy, I am six for seven. I don't six miss over here. I, 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 I bet on seven preseason games. I've only lost one. And Did you try was... and take the Ravens to lose their first in like 20? No, I bet oh. against them. I, I bet with them. Okay. Absolutely. I've, I'm going to keep doing it until it loses. I've won six out of seven. 
preseason games. I don't know how, I don't know why, and I'm about to fly to a state that doesn't allow in-state betting. So you know that tonight, after we get off, I'm about to be putting down 10 different plays for Saturdays and Sundays preseason games. Because when, when you shoot, when you're hot, you don't stop shooting. So and I am on a damn roll. But yeah, six out of seven. I, I don't know what I'm doing, but I know how to bet on preseason games. It's a good warm-up, but also I'll say this about betting in the preseason. It means about the same as the preseason. They count, or excuse me, they don't count, but it does matter. You can start finding your groove because exactly. we always talk about our little niche things. You rely on me to have like some random fact that backs up your play that you think uh, you you find some good, like you have a good system. I will say that. Other than the fact that the Bengals absolutely shit the bed against the Jets, you were going, I think that was 10 for 10 that you were on for, for I, all I, the I season. Have, I, I, you had I, picked I, at I'm least in, one winner for 10 weeks straight. Yep, I'm in a pool. I'm in a pool every year. We may do it for us this year. Who knows? I gotta talk to, we gotta talk, maybe we'll do that with the fans. Who knows? But either way, I'm in a pool every year with my friend's family, and I made it to the 10th week. And your team, the team that made the Super Bowl, <laughs> yeah. to the worst team in the league. Yeah, the worst, uh, the worst week of last season for them happened, and that, and I got derailed for that. So yeah, like I said, it's a, it's an ode to how good of a season this is going to be. Like I said, you don't want to be, you don't want to perform poorly because it can always hurt you. It can never help you. So, so, so when I perform well, I win money, and everything else just works out better. So like I. It's 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 a ode for how the rest of the season is going to go. I I agree with that. Um, so we got plenty of stuff to get into. Our division that we're taking a deep dive in is the NFC West, which was the Super Bowl champion representative came out of the the NFC West. Also, a lot of news over the offseason. It's been a strange like there's not really much going on, but there's just enough in the NFC West that will make it interesting. Some other NFL news: um, Akib Talib is back in in the ESPN headlines for the absolute wrong reasons. Um, but let's see, where do we say we wanted to start? Do we want to start with Ben Simmons? Because um, oh. <clears throat> that whole situation. So I don't know, has this happened before where a team has, has withheld paying out a player because it's, they actually didn't perform the, the dates on their contract or is this unprecedented? Oh. It's, it's in a weird situation. Cause the guy didn't play at all last year. He, he was basically on the trade block since before the season started. And then he did get traded and then he did not get traded. And it was a whole thing where they basically withheld thing. And because the Sixers were just so done with him and they were like, you know what? We worked out. We have James Harden and you didn't really kill us that badly. They were willing to pay it. It was a get out of our ear. We don't ever want to see or talk to you again, basically settlement. That's exactly what the Sixers said. They're like, ah, you know what? You had some good years here, but we hate you. You hate us. Here's money. Adios, amigo. We're on to bigger, better pastures, and so are you. That's basically all this was. Like, how how long has this been going on? How long has they been been fighting? Since the beginning of last season. Okay. When 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 those practices that he showed up, basically not um, showed up to not not participate, not coherent, basically just standing there, walking Mm -hmm. through drills. Once he once once Doc Rivers, yeah, Doc Rivers the head coach. Once Doc Rivers sent him home, it was basically like, all right, you you don't want to be here, you don't want to go to therapy sessions, you don't want to do this that, and the other thing. We're just going to find you, and and he was like, I don't care, I just don't want to be around this team anymore. And apparently the sisters just said, well, screw it, here's your money, just get away from us. And said, we don't want to hear or talk about you anymore. Which yeah. may work out, may work, may not work out, but at some point he's gonna have to walk into that building as an opposing team eventually so it's not like it's going to be completely over with but yeah i it's it's a you rarely ever see this rarely ever 
I was going to say, I, I can't remember the last time I had seen it. Uh, they're not disclosing the amount of money. So I think that bodes to your point where this is mainly just so that the, the Sixers yeah, can own. wash their hands. This was, is this one of the worst? This has to be one of the worst picks of all time. He was a, a former one number one overall pick, and the guy absolutely didn't pan out, uh, crumbled, absolutely turtled in the biggest moments of his career up to this point. I mean, we, Talk about we don't have to years. continue. Yeah, we don't no. have to continue to kick the guy while he's down, but he didn't attempt a shot in the fourth quarter of a playoff series last year. Well, he That's, was an all-star. Yeah, and, and it's all-star. a game where you shoot the basketball. If you don't shoot, you can't score. I don't think it's that hard to figure out, and he did not shoot. He did not score. He can play defense, but you don't you don't draft a guy number one overall to play defense. That, um, think about this. The year before that they drafted Ben Simmons, they drafted Markel Fultz. Yes, Jimmy. Mm-hmm. Who? Like who? <laughs> exactly. Over Jason Tatum, who who went Ooh. third overall. Oh. For people that didn't know, Jason Tatum, the Sixers actually Ooh. had the number three pick in that draft. They hey, traded. Should... They traded with the Boston Celtics to move back because uh. Boston knew that they had their sights set on Fultz, and Tatum basically fell to them at three. So there's another thing for you, just to Let's, add insult to injury. This is not the Ben Simmons draft, but this is another draft. This is Adam Simmons injury. Yeah, it's it's funny now because, like I said, we don't we don't have any love for Philly. I I still hate them for everything that they keep throwing on Jokic. But yeah, it's 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 funny. It really is. We ought to just outlaw the state of Philadelphia from being involved in the professional sports draft. Somebody else should take over the drafting responsibilities because. I just watched a video since just since 2016. Uh, the Eagles drafted have missed out on names like Fred Warner, names like Justin Jefferson, and yeah. And now Philadelphia goes and does that. When was Simmons drafted? What seat? What year was it? Because there might be a curse on Philadelphia. 2016, maybe. Oh, it is. No, there is a curse. They had back-to-back years of the number one overall pick. Well, so at least it's I, not just the Bengals yeah. that can say that, that that happened to them. But I'm telling you, like since 20, 2016, there has not been a solid draft pick in the Philadelphia Eagles and organization. Was the last good one. The last yeah, good and beat. And I can say so far we don't have enough on Devontae Smith or uh or I'll throw in um Jalen Hurts also. And, but and Jalen Tyrus Hurts Max Jalen Hurts was a little bit of a reach and everybody knew it. At least their top overall picks, yeah, they have not worked out in a in a solid yeah, Ty, 10 years. Ty, yeah, Tyrus Maskey may, may be good eventually, but he's he was a second-round pick for them. So uh, talking about high draft picks, yeah, they have not hit since Embiid, basically. That's the last person that they've hit on a big-time player on the top of the draft. So, uh, and that's, that's a bitch. That's all I'm going to say. The other you ironic want, you thing want to about get our that. Comments and, you want to get in our comments and be like, oh, MB is so much better. Jokic is unskilled, blah, blah, blah. Well, your team's still never going to win anything or your city. So, mm, tough luck, bud. It's almost – it's not even fun to go back and forth with you all now because it's just – we're just kicking you while you're – because the Flyers suck, the Eagles suck. Um, yeah, the 76ers are going to do the what Phillies. the 76ers do. <laughs> Chris the Phillies, uh, Chris honestly, chose us. Chose the Rockies over you Phillies fans. That's all you need to know. The he, Phillies he haven't like, been relevant care. since 2009. So we're, we have kindred spirits there. We haven't been relevant in baseball since 2007. I'll say, even though we made the playoffs, I'm not counting that. I mean, relevant, relevant, not making the playoffs. Um, Speaking of basketball, they decided to make sure that you're glued to your couch all Christmas day. Are you even going to spend any time with your family or is it just going to be, or honestly, your family is all going to be crowded around the TV watching the Bronco game. And then they'll be sitting there waiting like seconds. And then the basketball game for the, for the nuggets. This is, 
my poor family, like I said, my poor family on Christmas Day, we used to, when I was little, Christmas Day, we used to go snowboarding up in Vail or, or to, to Loveland or Aspen or whatever. Now, the last couple of years, my mom and dad always going to be like, hey, do you want, you want to go snowboarding on Christmas Day? I'm like, no. I, I love still going snowboarding. I, I absolutely love it. Mm-hmm. But you're telling me I get to watch the Broncos play against the Super Bowl champions? And then at home, I get Suns and Four Guy in my face. Are you kidding me? Fire me up. Absolutely. It's about damn time. If they would not, if they did not put the two time MVP on Christmas Day, the back to back MVP on Christmas Day, I would have lost my mind, is all I'm going to say. But they did the right thing. And I get to see those lonely ass Suns again. So I can now wait. And guess what? That team that, that gloated so much got their ass whooped by Luca. Oh, they got a healthy Nuggets team now. See what's, let's see what's going to happen when this team's fully healthy and see how big a Sons of Four guy can talk because uh, you, you, you're coming with the big dogs now, bud, and DeAndre Ayton's still trying to find his way out. So good luck to you. It's not – I don't necessarily think it's going to be the best matchup, but then again, if you look at the Nuggets' history on the, Christmas yeah, Day. Yeah, the Knicks are also playing at Christmas Day, Jimmy, so that's uh, not the worst matchup. On Christmas Day, okay. So yeah, no, I'm not saying I'm not saying that, but it, it is interesting to look at the Denver Nuggets. They are 0 and 2 on Christmas Day with Jokic. I think the last time was uh 20, 20 2019 when 2019 it was to 2020 against yeah. New Orleans. Yep, New I, Orleans. I went to that game, that and that was when fun. I yeah that was when Jimmy discovered Brandon Ingram. That was the first time that yeah. Jimmy had ever watched Brandon Ingram play, play basketball. Um, and then when was the what was the game before that? What was Jokic's first Christmas Day that game? Because they're zero and two with him. They're one and six overall in general. So it's not not like it's the we best don't thing have yeah we don't have a good record on Christmas Day. It's just nice seeing my team play on Christmas Day. It's more of the the the. It's like having your team play on Thanksgiving. Every, the whole family's watching and my team's on right. That's what the Lions fans. That's the only thing Lions fans can look forward to every single year outside of hard knocks this year. But it's now I get this luckily because my team is good. I have the best player in the world on my team, so I get to look forward to it. And we lose every year. We're probably gonna lose this year just because of the way it goes. But yeah, I I want to say it was 2015, maybe his rookie season, or maybe 2016 with mm-hmm. Farid and and. Uh, Randy Floyd, I think. I can't think of the top of my head. I, that's that's the only the only time I can think of. I thought he was only played once on Christmas Day, but obviously I'm wrong. So it probably was his like first or second year in the league. Yeah, I was gonna say it, it might have been before he was an actual stepped up into being a role player um, because it was so early on in his second round picks, as you well know. But for the listeners that don't know, second round picks in the NBA. If if a second round pick in the NFL is is selected, you're more than likely going to make the team or at least make another team before you're out of the league. You're a second round pick in the NBA. You might get lucky to it, correct me it's if I'm wrong. You might be lucky to get on a, a G League team. Like you, exactly. You, yeah. It'd be lucky so. for a two-way deal to, to so you go back and forth from the G League and to the NBA or whatever. It's 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 a doggy dog world. <laughs> yeah, it, think about it. I mean, there's. 56 guys on an NFL roster and there might be 11 players on an NBA roster. And that's a starting five backups for every position. And maybe one extra guy that, that can bring, can bring a, a, a something, a little bit of something to your game. Um, I think does the NBA start because NHL camp reports in three weeks, which is it's, just insane to think about. Yeah. It's, I, I think, I think they usually start after, um, like November 1st, October 31st on Halloween is usually the first day. Cause that's, cause growing up, um, 
we'd always go out trick or treating and then watch the first slate of games on, on Halloween. So mm-hmm. it's either that weekend sometime, or I'm not exactly sure. But I were if I were to guess, it'd be around there. I don't think that they're gonna start on Christmas Day. They probably should because that's that's that right after then. That's when people start caring again. Yeah, because no yeah. one cares up until then. But but after Christmas Day, I was like, oh, basketball time because because the football season for most people are over already because their team's already out of it or whatever it may be. Good so. Exactly. So Christmas time is usually after basketball season fully to play. But yeah, it's probably around Halloween if I was to guess. Uh, last thing before we move off of the NBA, are you interested? Are you going to be watching the Lakers documentary that they're putting out oh, through Hulu? Oh, no. You're not, not I, interested. I didn't even watch the uh, sh- what was it called? Not Showtime. Winning uh, yeah. time. Yeah, winning the, the, time. The the, the 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 HBO show. I hate the Lakers, Jimmy. HBO doesn't put out. You, you give me a hard knocks for the Lakers. I didn't watch hard knocks for the Cowboys. I was not watching that horrific team that everyone just gloats because it has one of the two, one of the one of the two greatest players of all time on the team, and the rest of the team is just absolute trash. No, absolutely not. If 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 there's a Kobe Bryant documentary, I'll throw it on. If it's a if it's a specific like. Uh, uh, about Mamba's life or whatever, I'll throw it on. Besides that, get the hell off my screen. I can barely stand you during the regular season. I'm not taking my time away from the new Game of Thrones show that came comes out this week. Peaky Blinders, you name it, I'm not taking my time out for you, Lakers fans, any more than I already have to. Uh, I think I, over the weekend I saw the history of Spike Ball, so not even the Spike Ball tournament, but they were – explaining how spike ball created i think that goes on i if it is a, i didn't honestly pay attention that much to the trailer i just saw that the trailer happened and when i saw it kobe was in the trailer uh and lebron saying we wear that purple and gold it's something different i was like uh, i feel like you said that about that's a, that's every team enough that you for me for. i'm changing the channel that's <laughs> enough it, for me yeah get uh get a randy jackson in here that's a no for me dog that's i'm just um I'm, I'm good yeah um so that's We'll, we'll talk a little bit more about the NBA if something wild happens with Ben Simmons um, or maybe a K, KD trade, but other than KD, that. KD, rumors are swirling that he may retire now, but then he shot that down on Twitter. It's, I love NBA Twitter. Like I said, I'll, I'll keep preaching it every single week. NBA yeah. Twitter is just free comedy. Just <laughs> follow Kevin Durant. Just make sure you follow Kevin Durant. Yeah. All the time. All the time. Uh, let's go into, because the preseason polls were finally released, so we can talk about this now. College football. Um the, the fact that Alabama can have what is considered a down year, uh, I'll say this again, a down year losing in the uh, – Nick, Nick Saban called it that too, so you're yeah. not you're – not No, I'm not, I'm not pulling I'm – not, I'm not reaching here. It was a down year. They lost the SEC championship, won the national championship – or excuse me, won the SEC championship, lost the national championship. Georgia won the national championship and got their revenge. Uh, Alabama comes in number one preseason overall – I don't think it's that big of a stretch. We mentioned it last year going into the season. Nick Saban is now the only college football coach in America that can say, if you played for me since I took over this job, you have won a national championship. And there, it's it's unlikely for him to continue that for much longer. But like we were talking about with the Ravens, until it doesn't happen, until he has a class of recruits that come in, play three years, and never win a national championship, can he really say that he can't do that? Or say that it, it, we may be old and gray. We may be having, uh, or, or we may be coaching our own kids and teaching our own kids at that point once Saban retires because it seems like it's never going to end. But I, I saw a stat where he at seven straight, or not seven straight years, or some, seven out of the last 
12, 13 years, 14, however long he's been there. Um, he, he's, he's been the number one AP in the preseason poll. No other team in the country has had that in general. And he's no. had seven in a row or something stupid like that, or, or whatever the record was. He said, so it, it's, it's unprecedented. It's why people are annoyed with them because of yeah. the stale. It's why people want, wish they would lose, but they would never lose, especially never when lose. he's the coach. Yeah. But it, like I said, I I have nothing but good to say about Saban because of the way he tra- he treated Charlie and Charlie got himself a national championship and, and all that. So I have nothing good to say about him. He's he's probably the greatest of all time coach and in college football history. I'll put him past Bear Bryant. I'll put him past whoever you want to say. I think he overpasses them all. But it just shows like. People go to Alabama to play football, Jimmy, or they don't. They don't come to play school. Yeah. <laughs> we we they, they don't come to learn school. They come to learn football, and that's 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 how it is. And and like I said, every other year you're like, oh, Alabama didn't have it last year. Well, it's their year again, right? Like, yeah, like that's I, I like, think that like, it is. The yeah, betting books have it that way too. The yeah. betting books have it that way too. I saw at plus like one fifty odds. I think Alabama is to win it all. While Ohio State and I think Georgia are plus 250 or plus 350. And those odds are like, I'm not even going to entertain that. Because why would I even just, just think about doing that where it's just going to come back and whoop my ass? Like, I'm not – it's not even entertainable at this point. Those are the only other two teams that make any sense to put money on. So, we'll, we'll continue through. We'll, we'll kind of go top or five at a time. So, number one, Alabama. Two, preseason, Ohio State. Three, Georgia coming off their uh, national championship. Clemson at four. And then Notre Dame at number five. So other than Alabama, or, excuse me, Alabama and, and yeah, Notre. I don't think Notre Dame and Clemson really deserve to be here. I get why they are, because well, con- and, people yeah. are like, hey, and continuing coaches. on on this list, Utah or excuse me, A and M at six, Utah at seven, Michigan at eight, Oklahoma nine, and then Baylor ten. That's that's a fairly weak top ten. And until we actually see it. That isn't a top 10 that I look at and go, we're going to have some great matchups. I feel like we're going to have some some matchups that are scheduled right now that are going to end up being duds, like uh, a North Bama Carolina. Versus Texas yeah. in the second oh. week. <laughs> Bama versus Texas the second week. I was going to say. Texas, yeah, Bama is going to have their third stringers go out there and put up 30 on their heads. Uh, I was, I was going to say like a North Carolina Clemson game that's scheduled now, thinking that they're going to be fighting for ACC championship, and then you get a, a – North Carolina, who doesn't show up for half their games, and then also a Clemson, who isn't like unless they pay for Deshaun Watson's massages, they're not winning anything. Or Trevor Lawrence. Trevor Lawrence looked pretty decent, uh, decent over the weekend. We'll get to. Uh, let's see here. Get through the rest of the top twenty-five. Uh, I, I, the one team that I've been hearing a lot about is everyone loves Utah, and I think I, I think they're I think they they have the best shot. Back 12 may have had in the last ten, five, eight, six, eight years, somewhere around there. And, and, and we, and I know I'll let you finish the top 15 before I get to this point, but there's some glaring things about the Pac 12 that I'll finish after you give me the rest of the top 15. Yeah, the uh, the Pac 12 will be iffy for me. Um, 11 Oregon, uh, Oklahoma State at 12, NC State 13, USC 14, Michigan State 15. Uh, so Mel Tucker is in the top 25 going into this season. Uh, yeah, that was that was a bit of a letdown, wasn't it, there in, in last year. Uh, Utah, let's see, Utah's schedule, I'm going to show, I, I have it pulled up here, starts at Florida. So I guess we're going to figure out right away 
Then uh, the next biggest challenge right now is it's scheduled to be USC um, in mid-October. It's on, on October 15th. So my, when I'm celebrating my birthday, they'll be playing USC. And by that time, I think we'll know if Utah is legit. Uh, <clears throat> go. Let, let's talk about the Pac-12 because we can. I can finish off real quick with the, the rest of the rankings. But the Pac-12, uh, did you see what they I, – I tweeted about their media day, like their commissioner – throwing pot shots at the big 10 and the big 12, just because, cause he's scared. Let's be frank here. He's scared that his, he knows his, he knows his conference is dying It's at, at the seams. And Very there's nothing, easy. I don't think there's anything they can do to stop it. Like they it's, can't. that's the, that's unfortunate, but that's that they can't. If you would have told me that USC UCLA is going to go play Ohio state once a year or go play Rutgers once a year in the big 10, I'd be like, you're high. There's no shot. Absolutely no shot. Maybe they join the Pig 12. Maybe they join the SEC because that's more of their, their style of football. But no, going to the Big Ten, losing them, that was the biggest slip knife to your throat. You're done, bud, and, and just see you later. Because yeah. like I said, they're going to be scratching and clawing for teams to join them now. Because And I think what we talked about a few weeks ago, is the exact gameplay they need to have. You need to go get the smaller schools, the best teams for the smaller schools, and have them join you ASAP. You need to go get Boise State. You need to go get the CSUs. You need to go get the Nevadas. You name it. You need to go get those type of schools that are middle of the road, that have always that are trying to look for big or bigger conferences with um with TV deals, especially. Doesn't matter if it's Pac-12 after dark. It's still a TV deal. So. You go do that and try to grow your confidence more because, like I said, you're not going to be able to hold on to the big dogs anymore. Two of them already left, and and, and the rest of the quote unquote big dogs are halfway out the door already. I, I would also say that the rest of your big dogs in the conference are puppies because, um, like Arizona <laughs> State, puppy, yeah. Arizona State doesn't beat anybody outside the Pac-12. Oregon State doesn't beat anybody outside the Pac-12. I'd CU say sure C- as hell yeah. does not. I was going to say CU see that is. Stuff? Did you see that set? Like, I don't have a college football team because my school did not have a college football um, team. So CU is my token. Just sure, that's my team uh, because my brothers went there. But they have won three games, Jimmy, against our conference in fifteen years. Three games. I, I saw this uh, not fifteen years. It was five or six. Wait, years. but was, they had that one. It was it was one of the 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 weirdest just stats I've ever seen. Oh we're God, talking about they long? were they were they were below Nebraska in total conference wins, it, like big, big power power five conference wins. It was one of the worst things in the world. And think about this, Utah. What Utah is right now is what CU wishes they were. Because think oh about my this. Goodness. CU about. 25, 30 years ago, were top of college football. They won a national championship. I, whatever. I, I know it's iffy, but they were. They, they, were, show, they, they share a national championship. They get it every way, other weekend. Either way, they were in the conversation, right? This team has never even touched conversation. Think about what Utah has done since joining the Pac-12. They have solidified themselves as a team that, that players from outside the country, players from, from, from the New Zealands, from Hawaii, the big Samoans going to come play O-line, D-line there, and they're going to play good smash-mouth football. That's exactly what CU could have done. Exactly what CU could have done. They could have been what Utah is right now. But Utah has taken what CU did in the 90s and said, oh, I'm just going gonna, gonna to take over and be a top 10 program, top 15 program at minimum every single year and have a shot at winning it. People forget, CU was – one game away in 27? 2016. I just looked it up. 2016. Yeah, 2016. One game away from, from, from being the Pac-12 champions. 
one game away. And since then, everything has just completely gone downhill. And there's nothing worse than when you talk about conference alignment. If you're the Big 12, why the hell would I want CU? No. Give me Utah. Give me U of A. Give me ASU. Give Whoa. me fucking Stanford over, yeah, over, Stanford, over yes. CU at this point. Because at least they can, they can give me great women's basketball and a lot of other good sports. CU is giving me jack shit right now. So, so something's got to change. I don't know where it starts because I'm not going to sit here and act like I know everything about it. But something's got to change because those, those conference win stat, I was just blown away. Absolutely blown away. I was like three conference wins the last five years. Three? Are you serious right now? Like, come yeah. on. I th- I thought that you were you were wrong, and then I oh. looked looked up the schedule again. I was like, it can't be that long since I was because I remember I I made a big point a couple of my my buddies because this was it was they played that game in December. So our D two season we didn't make the playoffs anyways, but our D two season would have been over. We all got together. We put our money and, and made like a, a makeshift watch party for CU in the Pac-12 championship game. And then Washington goes out and just absolutely donkeys them for about three and a half quarters. And then just, you know, it's 41 to 10. And you look up and since that, since that game, they went on that season to play in the Alamo Bowl and lost 38 to eight to Texas, to Oklahoma State. So you lost a collect by a collective 60 points, 61 points in your final two games. And yeah, since then, 2017, they had four wins. They're they're consistently around five wins. So yeah, they're not great. And that's the quote unquote best program at Colorado football program. program. No, I I say D one, Jimmy, relax. I know you (laughs) throw D two into this. I just say relatively more well known uh, overall. The last 50 years, people know CU football because of the success they had in the 90s. So. Either way, it's sad, and, and, and if you want a D1 program at this point, people are turning their heads towards TSU. I hate to say it, but at least they, they're competent in their conference. They're a team that is on the rise. They got a good coach, brand-new head coach. I mean, it's a team that the past two or three head coaches they've had have been poached by larger schools. Yeah. So, so they're obviously doing something right. You can't, get, you can't beg people to stay. <laughs> Ever see you? No, Tucker was at a damn, at a damn, what was it? Uh, a damn, uh, uh, alumni uh, banquet, alumni game, alumni events. Yeah. And he was, and he, and the news broke. He was like, oh, see you later. I'm out of here. I'll see y'all later. And here he is with Michigan State, top 15 tenant in the country. Yeah. I mean, come on. It, it's, and, and the more I'm realizing it, the more I'm like, good for you, Mel Tucker. I hated it at first. I was like, screw this guy. But at the same time, I'm like, mm, you know, you're right. I would it, probably go, I would probably choose Michigan State too. It happened to me, so I had some visceral feelings about it initially. But, yeah, now looking back on it, it was the right move for him and, and the right move for his family. And apparently that's where he always wanted to be the head coach. So good on him. Um, I didn't think that job was going to be open. And then then uh, the I can't even remember who the coach was before, but it was the guy who who was under Saban uh, at Michigan State. It got fired, so worked out for him. I'm looking at this top 25. You know what I just noticed? Utah and Oregon are your sole Pac-12 representatives. USC, USC. Oh, and USC. So three, this year, three, Vanilla, yes, Vanilla. three teams from the Pac-12 in the top 25. Uh, let's get through the next five here: 16 Miami, 17 Pittsburgh, 18 Miami, Wisconsin. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Well, they're, they're buying into they're buying into Mario Cristobal. They're like, yeah, no, Mario Cristobal has got this thing going in the right direction. <clears throat> I would have thought Pitt would have been higher than them, but. 
That's just me. Wisconsin at 18, Arkansas 19, Kentucky at 20. Arkansas and Kentucky are a little bit low. Um, for Good just, Kentucky, Good, the, mm-hmm. the basketball school that, that is getting some love and cause so I love that caused that. so much shit. That, that's, that's such a big storm right now. I don't even want to touch that because if we do get into a fight with people from Kentucky, I won't be able to understand what you they're can't. Saying. You can't lie. You cannot tell me Kentucky's a football school. I don't care. What they're you not show a football me. school. No, I don't, I don't care football. what you show me. I don't care what stats you show me. That that fa- that fans show up to more football games. I don't care. Kentucky is basketball, and that's it. Okay. Like, if you're talking to me about Kentucky competent. football, yeah, they're competent if, at football. This is like the Mizzou of the 2010s. They were competent hmm. at football. They, they they were they they sniffed around in the top 25, and then they fell off, and they were like, "Oh, we're still a baseball school." Well, Kentucky is still a basketball school. So sorry to do that to you, but I was gonna say, I mean, Kentucky. If you're talking to me about Kentucky football, talk to me about the hefty lefty. That's all I want to hear about. R.I.P. Jared Lorenzen, but. Other than that, and maybe Benny Snell. Oh, and our boy Drew, because Schlage's oh, yeah, played, played there for a couple well. years um, before he became an alpaca farmer. But yeah, Schlegel, Schlegel was was a wildcat. Kentucky's on the rise. Like oh, SEC football. I'm not saying yeah, yeah, it's. I think that I still lean a little bit more towards the Big Ten conference, but that's just because that's the kind of football that I like, and those schools are a little bit more my speed. The SEC is rounding themselves out. I used to say that it was just top heavy, but. Look at here because 21 is Ole Miss. So you got Arkansas, Kentucky, and Ole Miss, the quote, doormats of the SEC, all ranked at the end of the top 25. Now they're going to have to play Alabama and or Georgia, depending on what side of the conference you fall on. So that's going to be a little bit lower than eventually, but it's good. Like I said, that still shows them that when it comes to bowl season, that there's more than likely still going to win. There'll still be one of the big, bigger bowl games with more people in the stands. So. Yeah. Then, doesn't uh, matter. Doesn't matter if it's if it's Lane Kiffin or if it's uh, I don't know. I, I I don't know. Either way, it doesn't matter who it is on the bottom of the SEC. Vanderbilt, for that matter, they still have people coming to the games, and that's just the way SEC football is. Yeah, they still have about. I think their stadium probably all hold about sixty thousand. Uh, I mentioned Ole Miss twenty one, Wake Forest twenty two, Cincinnati twenty three, Houston twenty four, and then BYU rounding everything out in the AP top 25 preseason polls at 25. So <clears throat> I, I would say the bottom makes sense because Cincinnati, Houston, those were teams that people were starting to give a little bit of shit towards the end of the season for their their lack of strength of schedule, but then they ended up playing well in the conference championship and bowl game. Uh, BYU surprised me quite a bit. BYU is a school that last year just beat their in-state rival for the first time in 11 years. I don't think that they're – a preseason top 25 team, uh, especially not without Zach Wilson. So, no, no, I don't think they are. They, they'll fall off. Eventually. That's a school that if you're the big 12, probably you should probably go after two other than see you. I'm just saying, I think that is a, that is a, that is a uh, team that you should go after. Yeah. Uh, let's uh, let's transition from college football to the NFL and talk a little bit about the preseason. Cause you were, at a game live, but before we do, want to mention again, Triple A's treats. If you use, uh, if you mention Variety Sports Network, and you go to Triple A's treats on Facebook, you can get any kind of tasty, customizable treat, and you get ten percent off when you mention the Variety Sports Network. So check check out Tasty Treats on Facebook. Another proud partner of the Variety Sports Network and the Far End of the Bench podcast. I, I could have used some tasty treats while sitting in that damn soaked rain game. Absolute shithole. Brett Rippin versus. Uh, uh, 
Ben DiNucci game. Because, <laughs> oh, man, please. oh, man. <laughs> the fact that you sat there for those two to actually be I announced and you remembered. halfway uh, through the fourth. I was going to say. I, I, I'll tell you I was one thing was Ben DiNucci. I did not stay the whole game. I almost had a backdoor cover, though, because the, the Cowboys, if they would have scored one more touchdown, I would have lost my my uh, – my my, I would have lost. I would have been five for seven instead of six for seven mm-hmm. because there was a four and a half spread. But luckily, the Broncos covered like they always do. Um, other than uh, so the Broncos, we'll, we can start there. Um, the Broncos look way different. That's first off, there is a totally different feel. Just I, and I'm talking just strictly from watching it on the TV. You can obviously probably give an even better look since you were at the game live. But for one, they're tackling. For two. They're flying around. I think Baron Browning, Why? I mentioned him. Yeah, I tweeted about him a couple times, and I said that this Broncos defense is is criminally, criminally underrated at this point. Uh, when we do get into fantasy football, I think the Broncos defense might be one of my early picks, if I'm going to be completely honest. But it, it's a, it looked great, and, and this also kind of puts to rest, at least for now, the conversations are the three days on one or what three days off one day on schedule. Is that going to hurt them? Is Nathaniel Hackett going to be able to actually hack it pun intended uh, as a NFL head coach? It all looks positive right now. It, that's all you wanted, right? Yeah. Think about the last two, three years of preseason football. We were all gripping to our seats being like, Oh, what quarterback did better? Did Teddy outperform true or did Drew outperform Joe Flacco or, or that's what it was the last three or four years, Jimmy. Did this Paxton year, Lynch I'm, actually play? Finally. Exactly. You're, you're holding on to be like, Oh man, I'm trying to analyze these quarterbacks. Oh man. That, this, this is a tough decision. I don't know. It's going to be week one start. I'm, I'm looking at these two quarterbacks and they both balled out. They could have played for us last year. Josh Johnson, the guy who's been on 20 teams in 20 years. So I saw that. I tweeted that. That was yeah. one of the craziest, Hey, different Jersey for different, every different city you've been to type of guys. But th- both those guys did very well. And then you talk about two, the two big things I took away were one, this defensive line is going to be a well, top five defensive line in the league. DJ Jones, Draymond Jones, Baron Browning, Bradley Chubb, and, and Randy Gregory, fully healthy, are going to be a top five D-line in the league. There's this, this defense is scary, scary. The mm-hmm. D-line is just, just handles people. I kid you not, Draymond Jones might be the, one of the most improved players this year. And then you have Baron Brown coming off the edge. Are you kidding me? This guy, since the moving to the edge, he put on weight. He's much faster still. He, he, he doesn't have to worry about coverage. He's just going after quarterbacks. One sack, two, two tackles for losses, and two batted balls. What more can I ask for in three series? Right? Getting, That's three series of work. Yeah. Are you kidding me? Absolutely. Sign me up for that five days a week, twice on Sunday. I mean, it was perfect. And, and the other the other big takeaway is this this wide receiver core is deep. This very deep. So Jalen Virgil had a hell of a game. Brandon, Brandon Johnson, a hell of a game. Seth Williams, hell of a game. A bunch of guys that once uh, that aren't gonna all make the roster, because you know who the core three is. You know who the top three are, because obviously Tim Patrick's gone. You know Sutton, you know Judy, you know KJ will be there. Montreal Washington's will probably a lock as well, because he looks he looks incredible on punt return. So he's, mm-hmm. he'll be your kick return guy. And then there's one spot or two spots left for the guys I just listed. And I think if you look at, like, like I said, there's, there's going to be some bad teams out there that are going to watch these preseason games and be like, I want this guy as my third receiver on my team. And he's going to stand out somewhere. I, the, 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 if you're trying to replace uh, um, Tim Patrick, 
the two guys that stand out are obviously uh, Brandon Johnson and Seth Williams. Those, mm-hmm. are, those are two big bodies that can go up and get the ball. Jalen Virgil, a little bit more of a speed guy in Salem Montreal. So one of those two guys may make the roster, may not, but I thought they played very, very well with Josh Johnson and uh, um, Brett Rippon. They went up and caught the ball. They went, they, they went, they went up and fought for it. Like I said, years past, we had receivers. I mean, like Cortland probably did the most out of the last couple of years, but we've had guys just give up on the ball. And these guys don't give up on the ball. The ball may be overthrown, maybe a little bit out of reach. They go up and fight for it. And that's exactly what you want. And when you throw Russell Wilson out there, they won't have to fight for it as much, right? So, so it adds a little more grit to it. Do I think these guys are fantasy football value? Hell no. I would never drop these guys in a million years of fantasy football. But maybe come week eight, week nine, and, and your your Colin Sutton's banged up, you may throw one of these guys out there, and that might be your number one receiver for the night because he, he's just outperforming everybody, and he's just the extra guy out there. And so that's all you need. You don't need these guys to be consistent. You just need a good guy to come out there and bowl out when he needs to. So those are the two biggest takeaways from the game for the Broncos side. The biggest takeaway from the game, in my opinion, was how undisciplined the Cowboys are and how bad they are. You've seen their head coach, yes. So undisciplined. It was every other play, flag, flag, flag. Cowboys fans were losing their mind. That place was packed with Cowboys fans. And they look, they, they Cowboys fans have not have not seen their team beat the Broncos since 19. 19- 90-something, 94, I think. Probably 94, Preseason or the regular season. Y'all haven't beat us in 30 years. So, tough luck to you, bud. But, no, it's it, it's funny. But I, It was fun seeing Danucci, um, the, the, the Italian mob. Danucci the Gooch. He, he outperformed Cooper Rush completely. I don't know why Cooper Rush is even the backup quarterback. I joked around with our Cowboys fans around me being like quarterback foul happening here comes the Nucci better watch out Dak because this guy's slinging the rock so yeah I that was my biggest takeaway from the game I all I want to see more of is guys flying around if I could see another couple two games another two games of exactly what I just saw from seeing then I will be more than ecstatic that's that's because that's all I want all I want I'm going to give you one cause for concern, and it's probably a bigger one than we were anticipating. You might have – I think I know what your defense of it is going to be. The running game was awful. Like oh, you it was terrible. 1.8 yards a carry, 22 rushes, and you come away with 39 yards total. I think five of the guys that have rushing attempts all have negative yardage totals. Um, now, I know that it wasn't – it's it's not your horses. It's not Javante Williams. It's not Melvin Gordon. So, you can give me that. But it also doesn't – and I will also give you there's no Billy Turner, no Dalt Meiser, no Cushenberry. Um, and those no guys should be so, – first off, those guys helps. should be playing because none of them have truly earned a well, starting Billy Turner NFL just came off an injury. Billy, Billy Turner, I'm not I'm not putting in that, but Cush, Dalton Reisner, Quinn Miners, all of these young – I think Miners did play, but I obviously wasn't paying attention to that part of the game. But, yeah, I, I agree. All of these young linemen that you have brought yourself in thinking that they're starters, it's not a fucking offensive line that can start in the NFL. I'm just giving you that right now. And this is coming from a Bengals fan. This is coming from a Bengals fan who went to the Super Bowl without an offensive line. You don't want that to happen. So I think that they need to make sure whoever's going to play gets as many reps as possible. I know that the conjoined practices were – different stories and and from all accounts the Broncos dominated those 
So maybe I am it's making a mountain Cowboys. out of a molehill, but it didn't look it, it didn't look crisp. It did not look crisp as an offensive line. Just watching it from a, a coaching perspective, you have guys going the wrong way, certain plays. Uh, as as five people that work in one unit, you should normally go the same direction on every single play. If you got two guys going opposite directions, it's normally going to spell disaster, especially when it gets to Christmas Day and you you're, you have Aaron Donald um, and you go opposite ways of him. That's that's not going to end well for no, whoever so, has the football. So. And, and I'm, I'm not going to sit here and lie to you and say I, that didn't it doesn't worry me because it does it does worry me absolutely the running game. But I do think Billy Turner, who was probably the best offensive lineman the Packers had last year, because Boxer was injury and obviously Lindsey was gone too. We got him back off the pup list um, on, on Monday. I think that's massive for your team. And you have a very good offensive line pass blocking wise. I think there needs to be a little bit more grit. I think that's why you may see Glasgow move to center or be the guy that gets cut, if I'm being honest with you. Because Miners. I mean, or, he's all the way down on the third team right now as a veteran. That's that's a, almost a death sentence. means you're done. Exactly. So Moody or Miners is probably going to be the, the right or left guard, depending on where they put Reisner. Um, and and that would be perfect for them. I, I, said, I think there's. There's room to improve. It's a young offensive line. But Garrett Bowles is, is the longest tenure offensive lineman in the league on the team if, if you take Glasgow off of it. So that's all you need to know. So it's a young offensive line with a with a with a brand new Pro Bowl, Super Bowl winning quarterback. You think that helps? Absolutely, it does. So he'll be able to help them out a lot, and I think that'll be perfect for them. Like I said, I'm not going to take too much into it because I think they just kind of wanted to show what the what the offense could be. Because mm-hmm. people forget preseason, you show a quarter of your playbook if that or if you that. show all of it and then you only run like 10 plays yeah exactly you 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 don't show what you're gonna run in the pre in the regular season defense doesn't show what they're gonna show and the offenses only shows half of their playbook if that yeah. so so it, it's it's you have to take that into account as well so like I said, I'm not I'm not gonna sit here and be like Mike Boone and Max Borgie I look I have nothing against Max Borgie played against them has help he makes practice squads, help makes practice squad, but those two dudes are not are not getting touches on this team. It's gonna be number 33 and 25. So that's like I said, I'm not cause for concern on that front yet. If I see two more games like that, then then I'll have a little bit more concern. Yes, like I said, first preseason mm-hmm. game, yes. I see more positives. Then I see negatives out of the first preseason game. That's all that I care about. And I don't have to worry about a QB battle, too. How nice is that? Two guys ball out against one of them. I'm like, huh, maybe this guy could be a good backup for us. That'd be nice. Maybe he'll do well behind Russ. I don't have to stress about it. It's nice, Jimmy. It's really nice. I, I agree with you. And now that Burrow is finally recovering and he's in pads from his appendectomy. He didn't need I, the I, appendix. Appendix it, is overrated. I think that's probably what cost him. It was a faulty appendix. Everything else exactly. was Exactly. You lost a super close, Super Bowl because of the appendix. Yeah. Um, the appendix. <laughs> we're making – we're kind of making an excuse to try and talk about some football and we're talking about the actual preseason games before we get into some of the more uh, unfortunate news stories that came out of the NFL – did you see the Falcons? So obviously the Falcons are playing the Lions. So we'll, we'll be, you'll be able to see a little bit more of that. If you're a hard knocks fan, um, that'll have some different, different aspects list watching the, the Falcons beat the Lions. Um, I, I really think that the Falcons, especially in that division right now where Tom Brady's not, 
He's not at training camp. I don't know what that means, especially with everything coming out about the holiday that him and Giselle created. Once you retire, I'd be like, oh, I can't really get rid of this. So he's probably on a boat somewhere in Monte Carlo or whatever. That's fine. Like he can, he's he's more than likely, he's more than likely just taking time away from training camp and doesn't want to be at practice currently. Um, But with all the other stuff coming out with Steven Ross and the fact that the Dolphins tampered with Brady twice, it does kind of make you scratch your head a little bit. Um, now, the Falcons, though, with Marcus Mariota and Arthur Smith and Kyle Pitts and some of these other guys, the Falcons actually look decent. I don't know if you you saw the story, but the, the guy who caught the last touchdown pass, the game-winning touchdown from Desmond Ritter for the Falcons, was actually a quarterback in D2 school, Ferris State, last season, uh, won the national championship, and before that was at Maryland, playing lacrosse and was the national lacrosse player of the year. Yep. So the dude, the dude can ball. <laughs> he was, and now he he's was catching. A, he was a T. Wardner winner, basically the Heisman of college lacrosse. For and then he won the Heisman of D2 football because <laughs> he led his team to an undefeated season and I think won the national championship by like 45 points. The dude was an absolute freak. And now he's getting open. It's the preseason, so who knows if he's going to be able to get open against real DBs? But it's a it's a cool story, and and I'll always give love to to D two football when when it comes up, especially now. A couple weeks, I get to start recording Top of the Mountain, which is my D two football podcast on D two football.com with Rev, a former guest of this show. So I'm looking forward to that. But yeah, other than uh, a few cute stories here and there. Was there anything else that kind of caught your eye about preseason? The biggest game of the weekend was obviously the Seahawks for the Steelers. That was the game of the weekend. Everyone had circle on the quarterback because it was or on their on their calendar because it was the biggest quarterback battles probably in the offseason this year. You know the Steelers who Trubisky didn't look good. Um Rudolph didn't look any better. And Kenny Pickett balled out there with with George Pickens, who, who looks like could be the steel steel or or steel position player or not or or position player of this of this um, draft. George Pickens looks like he could be a dog. So that was probably the biggest story. And then Geno Smith outplaying Drew Locke slightly, but Drew Locke also. Drew Luck scored the touchdowns. Yeah, he he also fumbled to lose the game on game winning drive. So it's not like that happens. It's not like we haven't seen that before, huh, Jim? Yeah, up close and personal. We haven't seen that before. (laughs) But like Drew, Drew, why are you giving us the game? Don't do that. Like I said, I have no. I will continue saying this. I have nothing but good wishes for the Seahawks and Drew Lock outside of Week One. I hope they do well. I hope Drew Luck even with the even with the shit that they're trying to put on your new relationship. I have watched three or four years of Drew Lock preseason football, and I watched that those plays exactly happen preseason because he's playing against people that are trying to fight for a job that will be at most the the special teams guys. Give him, put him against some, some, put him against TJ Watt, Mika Fitzpatrick, and, and that deep Cameron Hayward in that Pittsburgh defense, and let's see what happens. Okay, he was not playing any of those guys. He was playing the second half, which is more alarming in my opinion. They already said Geno Smith is a starter. Here, you can start the first preseason game, but let's Drew Lock starts the second game. Look, I hope he starts. I hope he does good. But I'm telling you right now, Seahawks fans, you're not. Look, we'll, we'll get to the FC West predictions here in a minute, but you. you are not looking up. I'm sorry. I don't care what you want to say about Drew Locke. You're probably drafting a quarterback again next year. I hate to tell you that. Uh, if Drew Locke was your plan, uh, that's not a good plan. And it's going to – I hope he does good. Yeah, I, no, I really, you, really but, do. 
I that'll really be do. fine. But You're going to understand the loss of a Hall of Fame caliber player. I, I think they're Bob underselling. Is the best player in the franchise's history. Yeah, the almost, the, the Seahawks Bob. fans are underselling the fact that they had a Hall of Fame quarterback for the last uh, 12 years, in, 10 years inside their building, and they just let him walk because he was, quote, too annoying, end quote. I get it sometimes, but and now with all the stuff that's coming out out after the the trade and they're like russell wilson's a headache russell wilson's this russell wilson's that it really sounds like they just got dumped and they're just trying to save some face i will happily take that headache on i don't care shoot me with whatever russ i don't care about the corny let's ride it's fun at this point it's hilarious on the let's ride but it's it's the new it's not the new but it's it's basically what peyton did with omaha like that's that's the best way to put it. This is Russell Wilson's shtick. Peyton was Omaha. Russ is Let's Ride. Now instead of you know the the what what they do in Alabama, roll time. You say Let's Ride. It's it's it's, it's funny. It's fun. It's 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 a fun little shtick. He fucking loves it. You have his teammates picking it on him. You have people around college football, the NFL. You name it. Everybody's talking about it, and it, it's it's a fuck. It's corny as hell, and I don't care. That's my quarterback because he's whether like you you like it or not. He's a, he's a pro, Super Bowl winning quarterback, arguably a super a Hall of Famer if he continues doing what he did in Seattle. At least a minimum, a Ring of Famer in Seattle and possibly here as well. So I will happily take that. You can have Drew Lock for you can you can you can enjoy the hell out of Drew Lock in the preseason. I will enjoy the new number three in this town very very much so during the regular season. I think they're just trying to talk themselves into it. I don't I don't see any sincerity behind the statement. Yeah, Drew Lock is Drew Lock's my guy. I feel like they're they're throwing up in their helmets right after they do that. Uh, yeah, they'll wait till Geno Smith is the week one starter. So, because you, you're telling me that Pete Carroll is like, you know what? Geno Smith can run the offense exactly how I want it. He's the guy that's been here and knows how to do it. He's going to win the job. I, I'm betting on Unless Drew Locke absolutely balls out, Geno Smith is going to be the week one starter against Russell Wilson. That's, that's, and, and I hate to break the news, Seahawks fans, but that's the reality you're going to live in because you chose your 88 year old coach over the 31 year old coach. Uh, uh, Pro Bowl a Hall of Fame quarterback, Russell Wilson. Um, yeah, speaking of questionable decisions, we can kind of pivot. I found this one just now looking through ESPN, so I didn't even put this one in our message. We haven't talked about this. Uh, did you realize Bud Dupree had been going through a legal situation for the past, uh, now that it's I, I, August, six months? I have not. not yeah. No. So apparently. Is he, is he still on the Steelers? What team is he on? No, he's a, he's Titan. He's with the Titans. So he got let go from the Steelers. This would be his second season with the Titans. Uh, back in February, there was an altercation with a Walgreens employee and uh, he was sentenced to six months or he'd been in sitting, waiting for his sentencing now for the last six months. Uh, he pled guilty to a lesser misdemeanor charge. And now he's been given six months of probation uh, according to the Nashville uh, public recorder, but it looks like the Metropolitan Nashville Police Department has been or got word of the the initial um, issue that went on, and then Dupree turned himself in. But now he is going to be on probation um, as we're starting the season. So at least he'll be available, I guess, is what I'll say for the Titans fans, because that could have been a whole whole hell of a lot worse. Uh, but the players are losing their damn minds. That's one thing that I can say. Everybody from Deshaun Watson on down. By the way, we didn't mention it, but that Deshaun, the clip of Deshaun Watson running out for his first series, 
Jacksonville, I don't give you much much kudos, but I'll give you guys kudos for that. You guys made sure that he was uncomfortable, and that's what I was hoping for. Um, but now this Titans situation with uh, Bud Dupree, and then we can get now into the Aqib Talib situation. Doesn't actually involve Aqib Talib personally, but it is his brother, Yakub Salik Talib. Uh, it was involved in a fatal shooting of Michael Hickman, uh, who is a little league football coach in the Dallas area. So this whole altercation started. There was a fist fight over uh, between two coaching staffs of a little league football game over some calls made by the officiating crew. It led to an actual fight. And apparently um, Yakub Talib uh, pulled out a gun and shot the other coach and, and yeah, fatally, was, fatally shot him. So he's, I, he is I, dead. I don't care who it is. I don't care that Talib was a part of this team. I don't care about him. There's no room for that in any youth game whatsoever, Not let alone sports in general. You're talking about little kids that are trying to go out there. These are, these are the coaches that are supposed to be teaching our youth and, and, and leading them in the right direction. Because in reality, look, Jimmy and I, played, we both played football our whole lives. And to be honest with you, we used the 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 uh, um, the one two step or, or or the lock lock and load like you we only used that for eight years, Jimmy. But the the, the 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 lessons we were taught when we were little about discipline and about and about about being good to your teammates, to your opponents, you name it, was the things we're taking for the rest of our lives. The, what you're what you're showing it's 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 an absolute travesty. Talib Talib's brother has already um already well, turned himself in. Yeah, so but he fled initially. He fled initially. Took the gun with him, and then um, he self reported. There shouldn't this even be a be a gun on the uh, on a youth field. Like, you know, a coach having it. Like 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 what are we like I said? What are we teaching it? I you coached. I coached. We we've both have coached little league. Um, over over the years, and, and, and to see that, see the situation, I know breaks your heart, and absolutely like it breaks mine. Like 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 I said, in the reality of things, once the game is over, I'll go back to my home. You'll go back to your home. It doesn't matter if we were enemies. It doesn't matter that you'll go back home, and your grandparents will go buy you ice cream after the game, or or, or your mom and dad will go watch watch Sunday football. You name it with you. And, and this bringing this into the little league sports is the worst thing you could ever see. This this needs to be put on notice. This needs to be blasted everywhere, being like this is not the agenda that we should be having. Talk. We're we, if we're losing our minds over penalty calls and strikes and balls and umpires, we need we need to look in, a long look in the mirror, in my opinion, because because at some point it's just a game. Yes, would you have loved to have your kid win a home run, hit that walk off home run? Absolutely, everyone does. But the, at and the, at the end of the game, those are kids, and they're only going to remember the, the, the memories of the the, the the lasting memories. They're not going to remember every play. They're not going to remember every penalty. You and I do not remember every single thing we did playing football, but we remember the memories that we have. And you don't think this is going to stick with them for the rest of their lives? It is. And it's in the worst way possible. So I hope that they can figure this out. The Tlaibs need to figure it out too. Like I said, I have nothing but love for key and what he did here. He has a similar situation shut he had a basically a classical burst situation where he shot himself in the foot. He cleaned himself off, off and got himself to, on a Super Bowl winning team. But you cannot be doing this in your family at all during during these type of events. These are situations where there needs to just be an IQ test to go along with buying a gun. Now I know that it's not going to stop everything, but this is absolutely. I <clears throat> first off, he shouldn't have. I get that you're innocent until proven guilty. 
there's enough witnesses that I think that we can skip over that part. Here's I'm seeing from from Talib's attorney uh, today. He told the Associated Press, "quote His client regrets the tragic loss of life, but self surrendered this morning so that me, he may have the chance to say his side of the story." End quote. I there's don't. No I don't give a shit what your side of the story is. I don't. I really like. You brought a loaded gun around a group of of at least 40 40 middle school kids you guys are going to be out there it's going to be a high pressure intense situation obviously we all know that texas takes their football seriously i can guarantee you i can count the number uh, count the number of people on less than two hands that would say yes you should shoot over a dispute at a little league football game it doesn't matter it doesn't matter We've seen we've seen some of the worst in Little League football. You realize when we went out to Florida, like we were out there at the height of the Little League, the youth football betting scandal that went on. Like there are guys that take this shit way too seriously. And if you are in that situation where you're playing in Dade County and you have to get a police escort home after a middle school football game, my heart goes out to you. I really wish that wasn't the case. This shouldn't have been the case. This should have been a totally avoided situation. And we should not have to hear what this this POS has to say like this guy lost his, his right to speak to the public. I don't think that he should be, there shouldn't be an apology issued. There shouldn't be any, any kind of publicity given to him. Now that he's self-surrendered, you ran away first off, similar to what I said about the John Jones situation. So you knew what you did was wrong. You came back to try and save face and I'm done with it. I don't need you to save face. I'm good. I've, I've resigned myself to the fact that you're a piece of shit. And in my mind, you're going to be a piece of shit no matter what you do moving forward. There's no second side of the story. There's a second side of the story. If you push a guy because, because the guy gets in your face, there's no second side of the story. When you, when you do this, there isn't none. So I, like I said, I hope this, I hope, like I said, when you have situations like this, you have to hope that that there's that people can take this the right way, and that, that people take it seriously. Being like, these these this is the future of, of this of this this country, and the future of whatever. Like you need to you need to treat them with respect, and you have to also treat yourself with respect. And the people that you're facing against, because in the long run of things, you should take the hockey approach to it. I may kick the shit out of you in between the lines. I may want to spit in your face, punch your eye out, whatever it may be. But I'm going to shake your hand after it because I respect you and I respect who you are as a person. Exactly how we every, every youth sport in general should be. You can hate each other. You can do whatever in between the lines. But at the end of it, we're all across from you. The guy from across you has a family just like you. So, so the last thing you want to do is go past that. Go past that. Yeah, I, I honestly... Now, knowing the details of the situation, I have no clue like how that was allowed or just even what a kid would be able to do to react to that situation. How do you move forward? How are you going to if you're if you were on Hickman's team, how do you move forward knowing that the last thing that you did on a football field, your coach ended up getting shot at by some douchebag who's riding the coattails of his much more talented younger brother who actually played in the NFL. I, yeah, I'd be, it would be, I would be hard pressed to actually see if, if this other Talib even knows anything about football, because I guarantee you he was only around the team because his brother was coaching. So that's the only reason. So that, that goes, that then in turn goes back on a So I know that it keeps doing all these good things and he's made his image better. I think he's going to have to face some sort of repercussion because his brother's already going to get punished. I think he was going to be in the booth for Thursday night football. I think you probably stripped that or you cut that, cut it down to half. 
you can't no. this can't be something where the NFL I mean and the NFL is honestly probably going to ignore it but they should take a keep to leave at least off half of those broadcasts or say that like I said, there's a, they should bring an awareness to it not even just uh, making a key punishment of it bring awareness to youth football bring awareness to, to, to growing the youth game you name it that's the most important thing here is it's a, it's it's, like I said, it's one of the most horrific acts you can ever see. And, mm-hmm. and, and like I said, we've gone and we, we, we've had spitting fights with people. We have gone, you've dragged me out of a fight before on the field. Like it's, it, it happens. Mm-hmm. It's, it, we're, 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 we're men. <laughs> men, we were fucking made to fight. That's, that's the unfortunate part about it. We were, we were bred to fucking fight. And, and it's, it's, but in situations like this, there is nothing you can say or nothing you can do to convince me otherwise that, that this should have ever even occurred in the realm of possibility. I, I think we stand in agreement in that. And uh, while we're going to take, let's, let's take a little bit of a breath. And I'm going to remind everybody that if you go to In The Clutch Sports, uh, pulling up their website here now, intheclutch.com, Got great new apparel, and you can get 10% off your order when you use code Variety Sports, all of one word, all caps, V A R I E T Y S P O R T S. And you can get fifth, or excuse me, 10% off your whole order from intheclutch.com uh, when you use that code Variety Sports. Um, NFC West, let's get into the NFC West. This was the Super Bowl. This is the representative of the Super Bowl champion. Well, probably the second best division of football, but. Well, it depends on how you're looking at uh, San Francisco and Arizona and Seattle right now. But yes, Los Angeles, it's it's good at the top. Uh, last season, taking a look back at the, the way 2021 ended, LA won the division, obviously. Uh, Arizona's second after starting off really hot and then Cod came out. Know, yeah. was, and then they ended up 11 and six, so ended up losing six out of the last uh, nine. San Francisco, 10 and seven, lost in the NFC championship to the LA Rams. And then the Seattle Seahawks, seven and 10. Uh, Russ got injured for a little bit of that stretch, even though uh, this wasn't one of the years that Russ was cooking. So I don't know if it would have affected them much better. Uh, They probably would have been able to go over 500, but I don't think that Seattle was in a position to make the playoffs. So that's how things ended last season. Um, So now with that in mind, let's uh, let's start from the bottom because we've been starting from the top. Who is going to finish dead last in the <laughs> NFC West? Do, do we have to keep going with this trivia? I, I feel like Seattle fans are – or Seattle, if you're from Seattle, you should just turn off this episode. Because we have really just – we have not said anything good about you this week. Because yeah. I know unless you blow me away with, with who you have last, I think we're both very similar with who we're putting last here. I'm sorry it's the Seahawks. Like I said, I, look, you, you will have – the third, the fourth best quarterback in this division, and the third best probably, if not the second best, hasn't played a real snap of football. So, but and we'll we'll get to him in a minute. But no, this team is very piss poor defensively. You lose Bobby Wagner. You don't have any secondary help at all. You're relying on Charles Cross to protect Geno Smith and Drew Locke. Charles Cross got cooked against the Steelers against their second team. He totally sees Bosa and, and, and the likes of the different defensive ends in this division. It, it, it is not going to be a fun awakening for Geno and Drew Locke. So, look, DK Metcalf and, and Tyler Walker are the two good players. Rashad Penny could be a decent running back this year, and I like Kent Walker out of Michigan State. But this 
Seahawks team is nothing to gloat about. You're not facing, you're not, you're, like I said, people are, you're, you don't realize how much you're going to miss someone until they're completely gone. And you don't, the Seahawks fans don't realize how good they had it with Russ for eight years, nine years, however long it was. You're not going to realize it until after week one and then after the whole fanfare of giving him the thank you video and everyone wearing a jersey to week one and whatever, giving him the vote he deserves. And so once week two happens, you're like, Oh fuck! We we actually have to deal with this now. This Russ is out of our lives completely. He's 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 enjoying life somewhere else. This this is it's going to be a hard yeah. slap in the face. Real realization, be like, oh crap! This is not going to be fun sailing. Yeah, right now the Broncos are are the the Broncos and Seahawks. So when the Broncos go to Seattle in that Week One game, the Seahawks are going to be that ex that accidentally asked for their stuff back. Like all the gifts that they they gave you, they accidentally asked for them back just because they wanted to see you again. And then after they leave, they're going to realize, oh, I wish he could beat me up a little bit more. Like, yeah, I, I like, wish that we would be playing him in week two also. Can we fight a little also. bit longer? Yeah. Like, can we uh, argue a little more? Here, trade Russ to San Francisco, and then let's do this all again. That's not how things are going to go. My issue with Seattle, um, the fact that they drafted Kenneth Walker already having Rashad Penny uh Pete well, Carroll has not been healthy at all. Whole no, I get, I get that, but um, Pete Carroll doesn't understand that this is not the '90s, and running backs are not a premier position. Uh, every team that's been it successful in the past football, few years, football. <laughs> uh, and and I like the two running backs that started in the Super Bowl last year. I'm fairly certain were not first round picks. Joe Mixon was a second round pick. And I can't even remember who the, the running back was for Los Angeles. But, hey, that proves my point even more. Because you can find guys off the street that can play running back for you and play it well. Um, offensive line has been terrible. There is terrible. a reason. There is a reason Russ was like, get me the hell out of here. It's uh, uh, right it's Happy Gilmore. Life. It's Happy Gilmore. It's the woman that jumps on the front get of the car. Like, get, get, please, Vista, please. Get this thing off of me. Vista. Yeah. Um, Seattle's not good. Seattle's, unfortunately, I don't see it any other way than you finishing dead last. Maybe, 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 you're maybe good you go maybe, eight and nine. Yeah, maybe. maybe. That's, but, but you still come last in this division. Like, it doesn't matter if you're seven, ten, eight, nine, you're still here's, here's the question that I'll ask you. So they were three and five at home. They're four and five on the road last year. Do you think that continues or do you think they only get I, their I, wins at home now? I think the best chance, like the other wins are going to come at home. I think they're going to be much worse on the road. I, I, I really do. Maybe they'll steal one in Arizona like they usually do, or they may steal one. Um, I don't know. It gets another bad team on the road, but that's, that's about it. I really don't see it going otherwise. Yeah, they do play. They have a stretch where they go uh, home against the Falcons and they go to Detroit. So I could see you picking up a couple there. They play New York, the Giants, towards the end of the You're season. You're playing bad teams. You were the yeah. last person. Like well, some the, of them are. Yeah, some and then they, they, they're sandwiched. They get the Jets right in between. They go 49ers, Chiefs, Jets, Rams. <laughs> oh. You're like, ouch, ouch. Well. Oh, that's nice. Ow. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Um, so Seattle, we both have pretty low expectations for them. I'm going to give you my pick next for three. I don't know if we're going to have it the same. Uh, maybe I'm trying to pick this before you pick it. I'm going Arizona. They're going to finish third. I think last year we saw it. The, the studies are out now. There's actual scientific studies, guys that are going to, because everybody needs to either write a dissertation or some sort of master's thesis paper. So everybody's taking the time. 
when Call of Duty comes out, and I, I'm I'm pulling up the date now. Uh, it comes Kyler, out this week. Yeah. Oh, it comes out this week or next week. I know. I know. Call of Duty comes out either this week or next week. The beta uh, at least does. The beta does. Uh, yeah. The video will come out. The video will come out soon. Uh, let's see. Call of so when Kyler Murray. Here's the set. Kyler Murray, when a new Call of Duty game comes out, his his numbers start this way, and then when Call of Duty comes out, it all of a sudden goes way. this way. And There's a reason why to, they put that 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 study film thing in their in his contract. Yeah, that, I was gonna say there's a reason why that ended up happening. Um, there's a reason why now they had to come back out and say, wait a second, wait a second, wait a second. Um, this actually, it, Kyler Murray said this is this is uh, offensive. It comes out October 28th. So October 28th. I think we've done this this experiment before. Um, October. Oh, we said 28th. after that week. It's like week seven or week eight, I think. It's uh, so they play a Thursday night game against New Orleans at home, so they get yeah, their so mini buy. They can win that game, and then after that, they'll start to fall off. So, yeah. so, so week week seven against New Orleans for so the one, two, three, four, five. So I'll say five and two before before Call of Duty comes out, and then after that, we're yeah. all down. <laughs> Here, let's let's do the same. We can do the same exercise that we did with the Jets last week. So going up into that release date, it's the Chiefs. So I say well, zero and at, one. Zero one. Uh, the Raiders. Uh, uh at, at the Raiders. Uh, at I'll the Raiders. Say, uh, zero and two. Zero and two. Uh, home against the Rams. Maybe, maybe. Maybe we'll give them that one. One three. Yeah, one and three or one and two. Uh, Carolina two. is next two at two. Carolina's two and two. Philadelphia the week three after that. Two. Seattle. Four and two. New Orleans. Four and at minimum four and three, five and two. Okay. So and then then, after, then uh, it, it gets released. Call, that, comes, Call of Duty Call gets Duty released Friday. Out. You play Minnesota. You play in Minnesota. That's on a Sunday. Loss. That's a and, five and uh, three. I think I think from there on out, we're probably you probably beat into Seattle. So six and three, six and four against Los Angeles, six and five against San Francisco, six and six against Los Angeles. Uh, seven and six against New England. I'll say you lose here. So seven and seven, seven and eight against Tampa, eight and eight against Atlanta, seven and nine, uh, seven or eight and nine against San Francisco. There you go. That's the playoffs last in this division. Huh. We mapped it out perfectly for you. We, we did. <laughs> do you think the they're going to do line right there? Yeah. Do you think they're going to do better going into the bye week or coming out of it? Because oh, the bye week is week 13. That's a rough bye week, first of yeah. all. That is horrendous. But all the way into December is when you December, get your bye That week. is horrendous. So I think before, uh, actually, no, I'll say, I'll say, uh, is he going to be more excited to have extra time to play video games, or is he going to be so behind from all the extra time to play video games that I, I, they're going to end up? <laughs> I, I think he'll get complacent. And they may be out of the playoff picture by then. Yeah, yeah. So. He honestly might just keep the Xbox on the entire time. And, and, and look, we can joke about Kyler Murray all you want. You don't have the Andre Hopkins until we, until New Orleans game, until Week Seven. Hollywood Brown hasn't practiced yet. Your number one, your number one option on offense right now. You don't have Christian Kirk anymore. Forget, forgot about that. He's gone. Mm-hmm. Number one option right now is Zach Ertz, who is uh, three or four years removed from his prime. A little, little oh. bit past his prime there. So we, we obviously, do you have the Cardinals finishing third as well? Yeah, I have them finishing third too. It's, okay. it's, I think it's closer though to who I have second. But I think after, like, I know we're joking about Call of Duty, but I do think when they get D Hop back, they'll be better. Mm-hmm. Um, 
than what they'll be before because that adds so much more dynamic to the team. And having James Conner and apparently there's this other guy in the backfield that everyone's loving. I think he'll be the number one guy. I can't think of the name off the top of my head, but fantasy football people are losing their mind over him. Um, hmm. I, I think I think they'll be much better once they get D-hop, much better once Hollywood Brown's fully healthy. But I still see them fishing for. I think they'll be in contention for a wild card. I do think that. I think I think they'll be, if not a wild card, they'll be the eighth or ninth team out, like that last team that that, that doesn't make it. If I'm being mm-hmm. honest with you, again this year. So so that that's where I see this team out, unfortunately. Yeah, and they did end up winning their preseason game. It was a very close preseason game. It was against Cincinnati, who Joe Burrow hasn't been practicing. Um, and obviously isn't going to be playing in the preseason. And it was uh, 36 to 23 was what they wanted by. The only good thing they have going for them, in my mind, um, is the Isabella kid at the receiver. He's, he's yeah. going to be pretty good. I like him a lot. Uh, Trace McSorley is the backup. So if something does happen to Kyler Murray, um, then we do yeah, have the second best TikTok trend yeah. guy, Ben uh, and Trace McSorley. <laughs> number nine. We got number nine. He's going to be good. He's going to go out there and throw it on a dime. On oh, dime yeah. Sneaky. Here, so you said that you need to get your plays ready for Sunday. Uh, they go up against Baltimore this weekend. So you either got a Trace oh, McSorley. But you get a Trace McSorley revenge game. I thought you bet on the no, revenge No, 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 no. We don't bet against Baltimore in the preseason. I don't care if you hate them. We don't okay. bet against them in the preseason. Okay. I was going to say, I, I think the revenge game sometimes holds a little bit more sway. Well, you, Some you of my betters why? might agree. You want to know why I'm betting against them also? Because Kyler Murray's calling plays, Jimmy. Yeah, <laughs> the Kingsbury. fourth quarter. Yeah, he's like, wow, this is so much harder than Madden. Cliff Kingsbury told Kyler to call the place. <laughs> yeah, Cliff is like, I got a, I got a nine o'clock tea time. Um, actually, I got a nine o'clock reservation at Top Golf. Uh, I built a so, Top Golf yeah. onto my new so, house. Kyler, I, knock yourself out. But, I'll give you a remote, a controller, so, and then you can call plays through there. Yeah, so. Steve Kime was like, Steve Kime got the phone call from Cliff Kingsbury. And he goes, "What do you mean you can't move your tea time? So who are you gonna get to call plays?" Really <laughs> Cliff is like, like Cliff is sitting there and then he's scrolling. He's just so happens to be watching ESPN because we all know Cliff Kingsbury doesn't know who his players are. He's not smart <laughs> enough to know who his roster is. He's just so happens to be watching ESPN. Goes Kyler Murray contract dispute. Wait a second. Oh, I'll have Kyler call my place. Yeah, this guy Keeler Murray Murray is that Murray? how you say it? Keeler Murray. And then Kimes like from, from Texas A&M, right? Yeah, he's, like, <laughs> not <local. laughs> he's not a coach. Steve Kimes is like, no, he's not a coach. He is your starting quarterback. What are you talking about? Have you been here? And Cliff is like, honestly, no, I haven't. No, I, this is the first time that I'm showing up, if, if we're being 100% honest. Um, so we both have uh, Seahawks four, Cardinals three. Uh, I guess I'll ask you the question, 49ers, or who's going to be your NFC West champion? I'm going the, uh, the unprecedented pick. I'm picking the 49ers to win the division. Uh, this is this is a little bit hot. This is very steaming hot. But but I freaking love this freaking 49ers team. I think they have all the takes. And I think Trey Lance, you're giving you're giving uh, uh, Kyle Shanahan a damn Bugatti right now, and saying have fun. 
And I think Trey Lance is going to a ball out. I think, and look, I, I think the Rams are still good. I still think they're a playoff team. I think uh, they'll still be one of the top or one of the last four teams left in the NFC. But I think I'm all aboard the Trey Lance train because I think this, like I said, I think it's one of the most well-rounded teams in general. Talk about their defense. You get a fully healthy Nick Bosa back, and this defense is, is going to be firing on all cylinders offensively. Trey Lance's life could not be easier. Could not be easier walking in the door. You have the best one, or at least the top five tight end in the league, and George Kittle. You have Debo Samuel, one of the most dynamic players in football. And then you also have the best fullback in the league. What more could I want, Jimmy? What more could I want than Juicy Juice? Oh, and, and one of the, just, just what so happens to be one of the best and most innovative offensive minds of our time. It, it, calling I, your plays. And I think and I think the Rams will still be good. Like I said, I think their defense will still be one of the top two defenses in the league. I think they still make the playoffs. I still love I think Cam Akers coming back will be huge for them. Mm-hmm. I think having him not having him last year hurt them. But obviously it didn't hurt them that much because they won it all. But I think this defense takes a step back. I do think I do think look Bobby Wagner is much older. He's not Bobby Wagner of the Legion of Boom. Let's that's let's be honest here. So I think he I think losing Vaughn will hurt. I, I, I think they're up past. I think that will force more double teams to Aaron Donald and makes life a lot harder on him. And, and it may not be mean that much, but still will mean something. I think Ramsey that will still be Jalen Ramsey, but I think this offense takes a step back because more people will key on Cooper Cup. Absolutely. So then you're going to look at Allen Robinson. I think Allen Robinson will, will shine. In LA, I think he will. I think that's a that's a that's a fancy darling right there. A guy mm-hmm. that if you're not if you're looking at a guy to get a lot of touches this year and production for you, it's Allen Robinson because of the attention Cooper Cup will get. So I like them a lot. I just think that that with Kyle Shanahan with this team, the opportunities are limitless. It doesn't matter if it's Elijah Mitchell or who they have back there. At running back, I think Kyle Shanahan is just going to have a field day with his team, and just going to have so much innovative offense. I'm I'm not saying Trey Lance is Patrick Mahomes by no means, but I think we see a type of offense like the Chiefs ran when they won the Super Bowl against them, against the 49ers, against Kyle Shanahan, where it was innovative. Where they had Tyreek Hill motioning across the sideline, they had Travis Kelsey lining up as as the secondary back in the backfield. You you had the, the likes of uh, Sammy Watkins on the outside running go routes against teams third receivers i think the 49ers can do all of this in a box of cookies so that's a team that i'm so high on this year i that i'm gonna be throwing a lot of money on probably not gonna be winning a lot but i think they're gonna cover a lot so for that reason i'm 49ers number one rams number two uh for parody's sake i'm gonna say that the rams win and they repeat as nsc west champions um i know that losing vaughn is gonna hurt but we mentioned it last week. You saw Aaron Donald. He's practicing by grabbing the offensive lineman by the throat this year. So go ahead, send me two double, send me a double team, and Aaron Donald's gonna go, and then bump your heads together. Yeah. Them together, yeah. And then he's gonna go make the play. He's gonna go make the tackle after that. He only bonked your heads together, so you realize you can't block me. I'm gonna go. So over you here don't now. double team him again. So, yeah. you, so you don't make that mistake again. Basically. I don't like dealing with this, so don't do it again. Yes, Mr. <laughs> Donald. Yes, Mr. Donald, sir. What um, do you say, Mr. Donald? <laughs> I I struggle with because the Rams defense, the Rams defense should not. If they did not have forty last year or ninety nine, 
it is a totally different game in the Super Bowl. They don't yeah. win that game without those pass, two. Pass, um, pass rush wins the Super Bowls. It absolutely yes. does. Yeah, so there's why top of the draft that, people draft quarterbacks are pass rushers. There's that question. Something tells me that there's like the 49ers always they other than the year that they made it to the Super Bowl, they always end up having some key injury happen. So I don't know. I'm not saying I don't want this to happen, so I'm going to knock on wood. But remember when they had all that hype for Jimmy G in his first full season as a starter and week two happens to tear his ACL and is out for the rest of the season. I'm not saying that is going to happen. I'm not predicting anything. I'm just saying for whatever reason, there seems to be a dark cloud sitting over the Bay Area uh, and not in, not even in San Francisco, in Santa Clara now. Um, and I'm, I'm having issues seeing them be fully healthy all the way through the season. And now that's, that the Rams, that's the biggest problem they've had the last three or four years. There's zero doubt about that. The one argument, or oh, we'll say it's a Jimmy G. Jimmy G isn't even the facility. They, they told him not to come. They're no, I get, I get that. I'm no, not I'm not cut. saying. I'm not saying. So about... this is Trey Lance's team, 100. percent So that's... there's zero doubt about that. But yeah. then if Trey gets hurt, CJ Beathard season, like, because <laughs> what I heard, what the reports are coming out, what I heard is that. They're waiting on someone to lose a quarterback, basically. They're seeing what Deshaun Watson is doing in Cleveland, seeing if he's out for the season, Cleveland may go after and get him. They're looking over at the Giants. They're looking over at Washington. Or They should or, be making googly eyes with the Jets right now. They the should Jets be right all now, over the Jets. You name it. Jimmy Garoppolo, one of the most handsome men in the NFL, in the Big Apple, I think that would be a dream scenario. And Zach Wilson may never touch the field. That's the, that's the prettiest <laughs> quarterback room in the entire NFL right there. Then Joe Flacco, but you know, yeah, you gotta have. If Jimmy, if Jimmy G comes in, Joe Flacco's getting cut the next day, right? Imagine the fucking meatballs coming out of that room, though, Jimmy. Fucking, you have Flacco. I don't want to count Flacco as one of us. (laughs) He is one of us. Uh, not one of us. Not no. Delaware doesn't count. I'm not counting Delaware. (laughs) Okay. Um, I I think that we. We both make good points on both sides. I still like the the lack of faith that I have in the Rams defense matches my lack of faith in the 49ers to stay healthy. Um, also, Kyle Shanahan seems to be more worried about his hat beef with the NFL right now. That's the most stupid, ridiculous. The fact that it's an issue, number one, is stupid. And the fact that you're throwing a tantrum about it as a multimillionaire uh, head coach of a, a NFL franchise, you're a fucking idiot, too. I, I love you. You're a Jerry Creek grad. This is stupid. It's stupid. Just wear the new hat. It's petty. It's petty. You get a free hat. Wear the damn free hat. His hats are funny, though. It's not. not, He he wears these certain branded hats that no one else wears that just makes him stand out. It's it's funny. Shannon had the headset headset with a touch of gray hair, and and his son has has the the flat build, uh, looks like a truck driver hat. (laughs) I can't. The fact that it's even an issue and that we're having podcasts dedicated to it, uh, not our podcast, but there are podcasts that are dedicating their time to just that a little bit much for me. Uh, So I have Rams, 49ers, Cardinals, Seahawks. You have 49ers, Rams, Cardinals, Seahawks. So bottom is the same, different pick for the champion. We'll have our pick them going once again. I'm going to see if I can find just like a computer simulation so that I don't have to keep track of all of it. I'm not good enough with numbers to have to keep track of like five digits plus two dashes. I'm, I'm just and not. And I good. stare at numbers all day. So and when we get to ties, then it gets real murky. <laughs> yeah, the, you know... the ties are what screw me every single year. 
The fact that we have a tie in the NFL every season. When, when a did tie that happens, you're like, oh, fuck. I give up counting. You I'm not even excited. I'm not even excited. And two years ago, it was my team. I was like, all I did was just throw my head says, damn it, more work. Can't win. Can't win a game. You got to tie it. Um, that is uh, our prediction for the NFC West. I, I will say a couple other things. Uh, yeah. my, my fantasy sleeper in this in this division, um, I already said it, Alan Robinson is uh, the fantasy sleeper that I think, like I said, it's a guy if you can get, you'll get. The guy that I am just completely out on, do not draft, get me the hell away from him, is Marquise Hollywood Brown slash uh, um, Tyler Lockett. Because I think Drew Lockett will use – DK Metcalf so much more than Tyler Lockett. So so if if I'm two guys that I'm staying away from are Lockett and um what did you say? Lockett and Hollywood Brown for the sole reason. I think Hollywood Brown eventually, because that's a receiver for the future. I think a couple of years down the road, that's gonna be Kyle's number one option. But I think because of the injury concern, and I think because he's still getting integrated in the offense, that's the two guys I'm staying away from. But I'm all in on Allen Robinson this year, and honestly, all in on Brandon Ayuk. Because I think Ayuk mm-hmm. is a guy that Trey Lance is gonna fall in love with too on the outside. Because when Debo is like, getting all that attention, Ayuk is a guy that will get a lot of people production and PPR leagues. If he was a little bit bigger, Brandon Ayuk would be a lot bigger of a deal. Uh, I would say that the for fantasy, what I would stay away from is everybody's defense except for the 49ers. Everybody's defense outside of San Francisco and San Francisco, you might not be able to get healthy. I could see the Rams making a big move at the deadline like they yeah. did last year, but that doesn't really help you in the fantasy season. It's a little bit too late. So unless you're killing it already, I would stay away from everybody except maybe the 49ers defense. Um, Stafford is a little bit banged up, so that might be able to be – and quarterbacks are a little bit less valued in, in fantasy now, so that might be one where you can uh, wait around and see. Um, I'm going to say whoever totes the rock for San Francisco, you might as well just pick them up because Kyle Shanahan doesn't just – Kyle Shanahan draws up plays to where the blocking scheme is going to be executed perfectly, and if you happen to be one, he's got 15 that go off of that one that you picked. So I would say – uh, whoever plays running back, especially if you're in the league where you get a super flex or maybe a double running back league, uh, Raheem, I don't even know. Uh, not Raheem Mostert, he's gone now. Uh, it doesn't Elijah matter Mitchell who it is. I, I I said it when we were talking about the Rams. It doesn't matter who the running back is. It could be Debo sometimes, um, but it's going to be somebody that's going to get. Maybe pick up Juicy Juice for the fun of it. I'll be honest with you. I started him last year in a couple of games. I didn't know that you could draft. I didn't know you, you could can. draft. He's listed as a running back. He, you can't. Oh. He's not oh. going to produce well for you consistently. Can I pick up Picard or the the four hundred pound? Picard, you can get yeah. Ricard. Yeah. Okay, Ricard. You can get Ricard. You can get you can get all these players um, that are listed as running backs, but. Unless you're in like a 15, 16 team league where, where, where there's not enough running backs, then, then you go ahead and start juicy juice. But yeah. Um, so those are those are where we're seeing. And like Nico said, we might discuss having a, a fantasy league. If not, make sure that you're tuning in every week during the NFL season. Uh, follow along. Be sure to vote in the Twitter polls. Those are going to be uh, coming back making a third straight season appearance. So before we get into start bench cut and kind of wrap things up here on episode 105 of the Far End of the Bench podcast, how to think about it for a second, 105 of the Far End of the Bench podcast. We are a proud member of the Variety Sports Network. And if you want some Far End of the Bench merch, you can go to www.bonfire.com slash store slash variety dash sports dash network it's linked in our twitter bio yeah, just, it's, it's also link. linked Click in the, the variety sports network twitter bio so uh go to 
Our social media is at FEOTBpod, at Variety underscore sports underscore. You can search, uh, excuse me, you can buy all kinds of Variety Sports Network merch. Uh, we have some things happening. We over have a few in our, that people yeah. are going to love. That's yeah, all. you guys are going to enjoy those. They're going to be a lot of fun. I might have uh, spilled the beans to some of the members of my family, and I already know that we're going to at least get those people to uh, to check them out. But that's all coming down the pike. So if you want to get far into the bench merch, go ahead, head to our Twitter bio at FEOTVpod, at Variety underscore sports underscore, and you can go ahead and get your far into the bench merch today. It comes in about a week, too. It's a quick turnaround for an online store. So be sure to check that out. Um, Nico, it's your turn to pick up the start bench cut. So what's the topic for the week? Since since football season is right around the corner, and we're in the middle of it, basically. The majority of this episode was all football related. And not and most people, like I said, we did the Twitter poll about people who sat, would you sit through a rainy game? Most people said yes. I'm kind of surprised. By it that. was actually, it, by the good. time the poll was over, it was 50-50. There's 76 oh, votes. Oh, yeah. come back. It, okay. is, it is legit 50-50. It ended at a, a tie. So either way, you don't want to watch preseason football. So what do you watch when you get your football dose? You watch football movies. And I'm going to tear at your heartstrings here, Jimbo. I'm going to give you a start bench cut football movies. I'm picking three movies. I don't think these, these are my top three, but I know at least two of these are yours. And one of these is my top one by far and away. So start bench cut. We have obviously remember the Titans. Can't okay. say enough about that. Yeah. Friday Night Lights is number two. Another good one. And that third one, this is going to hurt even more, Jimmy, the replacements. Oh. That, yeah, that's I, – I, and I'll be honest with you. I just watched that for the first time about a month ago. I know I, you hate me for it, but I did like it a lot. So this It's is hilarious, one. is it not? It's yeah. really good. It yes. is really good. And if Keanu was in five foot six, he makes – he actually would seem like a, a guy who could play quarterback in the NFL. Um, and, and if I'm being honest with you, I like Longashard a little bit more than, yeah. than the replacements. I like the draft days. I like um, – there's, I like We Are Marshall. Like, I like a bunch of those a little bit more, but I'm, I'm tugging at your heartstrings here, Jimmy, because I know this is right in your wheelbarrow house. Yeah, you uh, you would have seen me cry on air if you would have chosen Varsity Blues also because then you're picking my three uh, – two of my two of my three go-to, like, laugh football movies. I laugh at some of the parts of Remember the Titans. Uh, replacements is just hilarious from start to finish. My brother and I go back and forth. And my dad sometimes to quote it also for my college rookie show. I don't know if I've told the story here. Um, you remember the scene where they're in the jail and they're dancing, they're doing the electric slide singing That's Gloria Gaynor. Slide, yeah. That was my, uh, that was my rookie show when I was in college. I, I just, I sang that in front of the rest of the Western Colorado football team. I cannot team. wait to keep watching these rookie shows, by the way, for hard knocks. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. Aiden Hutchinson, I, I will say Aiden Hutchinson might've, might've outdone me, but the way that the, the room lit up when he started singing, when the, team realized, the, yeah, when the team realizes that you're singing that song and they're like, I can't believe that this, oh yeah, shit, let's get into it. Let's do this. Yeah. So they're, uh, uh, let's see, I'm going to start. <sighs> Damn it. I'm sorry, but you're going to, okay. I know I threw it right on you. So I'll give you mine just okay. to make you think about it. I'm starting from the Titan. That's not even a question. That's, yeah. that's number one for me. Like it's I, pick, I, I, I knew that from the moment you said it. Yeah. I know you did. I just had to put that out there. I am benching 
Friday Night Lights because yeah. because of the nostalgia of it. I have okay. to cover the replacements because there's other football movies that I love more than it. I still love the replacements. I love. I thought it was a really good movie, but I have to cut it because it's just the third one out, and I knew that yeah, I, I threw love... it. I just threw it in there for you, but yeah. it's a cut for me, unfortunately. I love seeing a fat guy score because then you get a fat guy spike and a fat guy dance. Come on. Um, you're going to hate me, but I'm cutting Remember the Titans. I'm benching the replacements oh. because I can watch the replacements. Like I can probably watch the replacements once every couple of weeks and still laugh at some of the jokes or it's like mind, mind numbing. So I can just turn it on and kind of um, relax. And I'm starting Friday Night Lights because I, I still don't even know, like my parents had no idea what they were in for when we finished that movie. We picked it up. We watched the entire thing. I was glued to it from start to finish. I want to say it was like seven. It was the first year that I was playing football. And it's the first time where I've seen a movie that the good guys didn't win. Yeah. And I could not, I couldn't handle it. Like they lost. Boy, and it was, the it was been out for 15 years. So it, tough it, luck, but <laughs> also if you knew the real story, it's nothing like what happens in the movie. Yeah. They lost in the semifinals, not in the, in the state championship. Um, but just the fact that it, they were that close and my little seven-year-old brain couldn't handle it. It was such, I've never reacted really to a movie like that. I cried for a good hour and then it was had, I had to, that was how my dad taught me. Sometimes it's okay to lose. He yeah, taught me it through okay. movies because I couldn't handle just being able to lose. So he's like, yeah, let's watch this. They did everything that they needed to, but guess what? They could still lose. So yeah, that's, I'm starting Friday Night Lights. That's I'm benching fair. Remember the Titans. Or excuse me, I'm benching the replacements and I'm cutting Remember the Titans. Not that Remember the Titans isn't great. Because I have millions of lines. Yeah, yeah. I, I have tons of lines that I can quote from it. And I actually turned it on just the other week when I was sitting here at the house alone watching to remember the Titans. So I, I can appreciate we're it. We're cutting what we have to because because of the, the task at hand. We don't love doing it, but that's the point of the game. Have so. you seen the – here's my question for you. And if the listeners haven't seen it, they should as well. Have you seen the original Longest Yard with Burt Reynolds as yes, Paul Crew? Yes, I have seen that. But I, I like I it's like, uh, yeah. I a little bit more. No, I, I would that's, say that's that it's better. Yeah. It's just totally – it's fun to see Yeah. because I – mean, Honestly, it's a little bit, it's taken a little bit more seriously, like the movie, but it's sillier. So I'd say that the Adam Sandler one is funnier, but the way that they handled the stuff in the first one was a little bit sillier. But anyways, if you haven't seen the initial Longest Yard, it's worth the watch, especially if, if, if you're. If it was my top three, I would put, I would put, uh, still remember times first, I would bench uh, Longest Yard, and then I'd throw Friday Night Lights' cut. That's because I just love Long Shard. We Are Marshall is a close fourth for me. Yeah, We Are Marshall is a good one. My sister and I happened to watch that one time when we were on a plane. Yeah, yeah. We oh, no, that no, was, yeah. It oh, got no, to the no, plane no, crash yeah. and Roxy turned to me. She goes, we should probably turn this off, right? We should probably <laughs> watch like, a different movie, right? Yeah. I was like, yeah, we should. Or we should just skip through this. But yeah, this is <laughs> mistakes for me. Um, no, that was a good one. That was that one tugged at the heartstrings. So hopefully uh, – Nobody's too mad at either of us because I feel <laughs> yeah, like we, don't say we, we love all of them. Okay. We love all of them. I just want to watch. Now I just want to go watch all of my football movies. I also got to watch varsity blues. If you would have put varsity blues on here, I, I probably would have cried. See, I, I, I haven't watched it. Jimmy. That's that's I one. Know, I know. I, that's the only reason why. Cause I haven't seen it. Cause yeah. I couldn't rank it correctly without seeing it. That's one I would, if we want, I want to see that with you the first time, but you just got to watch it. It's yeah. It's great. It's great. And it's Paul Walker. Everybody loves Paul Walker. Yep, um, Paul Walker yeah. So 
that being said, thank you all. <laughs> if you're still listening to episode 105, now that we've talked about movies for the last uh, 10 minutes or so, be sure to follow at Pod. subscribe to our YouTube channel. We are a proud member of the Variety Sports Network. You can follow them on their social medias at Variety underscore sports underscore. They have a link tree. All of the affiliation links are going to be there. I also post them in the show notes um, as well. So be on the lookout for that. We're going to start having a little bit more collaborations. I think we're slated to go on Fat Boy Fadeaway at some point before the season starts. And hopefully that's when we have that new merch, the new shirts that are going to be dropping on the Variety Sports Network store um, for you all. We're going to try and get those done before week one of the NFL season. But uh, be sure to just work with us whenever we're able to get those out. You guys are going to love them when they get there. So uh, if you guys can have some patience, we got a lot of cool things, cool ideas on the back burner that we're hopefully going to bring to you all as well. But Nick, this was a good one. Uh, solid, you know, not a ton of actual sports games to talk about, but we got uh, a lot of good discussion out there. So hopefully everybody enjoyed this one and it was, it was a good time. Uh, and they're staying dry if they are in Colorado, because yeah, I yeah, think today is going to, we're going to get a repeat of what happened on Monday throughout yeah, the rest of the week. And I, and I know we keep saying all the events we're at, but I'll be in Jacksonville. So if we have Jacksonville, Florida listeners, I'll be at the Jaguars preseason game on Saturday because I like doing dumb shit when I leave out of state. So I'll be in Florida next week and I'll be at the Jaguars preseason game Saturday. Tickets are $25. I think it would be cheap. Nice and easy. Nice little fun trip to the Jaguars game. So if you're there, you see me. I'll be wearing a Trevor Lawrence jersey because I found one on DH Gate and said that shit here. So I prepared myself accordingly. So don't call me a bandwagon. I just do it because I, I like going to see different things. So um, if you run into me, obviously, I'll, I'll drop by you a beer if you say something. There you go. And they're playing the Steelers. So you're going to get to see uh, Pickett, Pickett yeah. and, and hey, maybe you can reach out to Kendrick and, and at least oh, get, yeah, because yeah, Kendrick that's will, true. I don't know if he'll be, he probably will yeah. be playing because he's got to yeah. get some, get some reps, but that's who, uh, if you're at the Steelers and Jaguars game this Saturday, Nico will be there. So be on the lookout. Trevor Lawrence, he's going to be wearing a Trevor Lawrence jersey. Hopefully that nails it down. He's also blonde yeah. and has blue eyes. Yeah, um, like most people that will be in that stadium, right? <laughs> yeah, the only yeah, I, I you got to grow the flow back so that I can start distinguishing you a little I, bit more. I can't grow the flow back. I, the, the hair on the back of my hair just doesn't want to do it anymore. It's yeah. funny, my because because I'm an uncle, a newly uncle as well, and my oldest brother is has as balding back here too. And my nephew Bodie, he has only hair on the top of his head. So we joke. So my so Brock joked around, be like, "Hey, Bodie took the hair off you and Reggie's head and put it on his head." Uh, Bodie's <laughs> that's, not. That's how it works out. So he's not dumb. He he want to make sure that he starts with a nice little base so that base, it can grow uh, out. Yeah. It's, it's, there's already curls in it, and that's how you know you're already balding. You're already done for. You're that's, in for a bunch. That's <laughs> unfortunate. Yeah, uh, that that's great, and I did see you post that on 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 your Instagram. So congratulations to you and uh, to Reggie and, and his his lovely wife, lovely wife as well. Um, you got anything else before we wrap things up? Send the people off on, on the rest of their week. Oh, how nice is it to talk about football? It's, it's nice. It's very nice to me. We need. Like it. I said we yeah. we ta- we talked earlier in the week. You're like, man, we're both very very excited for this year. The last two years. We both were very down on our teams to start the year last year. We both thought we both sucked. You turn up, go to the Super Bowl. The year before that was the exact same thing. 
this is the first year we can go into the season being like, there's a lot of optimism. We, the, we the, at times last year, we could not wait to talk about hockey and basketball. Mm-hmm. We could not wait. We were so, well, the last two years, we were done basically talking about it so much. And then something happened with the Bengals, and then that triggered it into goodness, basically, a good fortune for us. So, it's nice to talk about football in our city the positive way and our show the positive way. So it's a nice breath of fresh air. That's all I'll say. Things are going to go well. Don't think we forgot about our Stanley Cup champions. Thank you very much. My, my, my patch came in, and it looks gorgeous, by the yes, way. it does. Yes. Absolutely fantastic on there. So don't you think we forgot about them? But it's just that Nazem Kadri has waited two months to make a damn decision. So there's really not a whole lot to talk about. So that's the only, that's the only reason why we haven't talked about it. But yeah. yeah. And we talk no. about baseball, but we've already been over that. So, <laughs> Baseball is over until further notice. That's what I'm going to say. And, Brandon, I will disagree with you. It, it does not look good just because it's still in the Central. It only looks good on the Avalanche sweater. It didn't look good. It only it didn't look good when the Blues won it. I cheer, I was rooting for you guys, but only because it was against Boston. You guys went up against the one city that I Boston. can't stand worse. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, this has been Episode 105. Hopefully you all enjoyed it. Please uh, remember to leave a five-star rating and a review. And if you're listening to us on our own feed, go ahead and check out the Variety Sports Network uh, wherever you're listening as well, or vice versa. If you're listening to us on the Variety Sports uh, feed, check out our own personal feed and uh, keep up with all of our stuff coming out. But for that, for the far end of the bench, my name is Jimmy Pilato, my co-host, Nico Bryant. We will see you guys next week. Peace. If you don't stay down and you never quit, come on over here and sit. Far end of the bench. Mm-hmm.